0: Hello there, comic clan, and welcome to Comics and the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I, of course, am one of your hosts for today. Cross sitting alongside my partner in crime, Nitro, who is joining us today as we head, head up, into our new indie comic book club. We have not done one of these for a while now. Like it's, it's been ages since we've done one of these, man. Oh well, no, dude! When but,
1: was the last one? What was the last one?
0: i don't remember what the last one was because i know that i know the wifeys did one during the 12-hour stream but it's Mm -hmm. feels like a while since we've done one yeah let me yeah
1: it was right before the stream we were just going through a a huge list of uh like established properties that have like just these huge omnibuses like transformers and and teenage mutant ninja turtles uh we're trying to get into what we're going to be reviewing later this year yeah because that was kind of my plan
0: oh dang yeah the last thing we did an indie comic book club was the mouse review
1: well, that was back in February or March. Yeah,
0: right? man. I was like back at the start Jeez. of the year. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about like possibly doing like Turtles and Transformers and some of these comic properties because we thought it'd be really cool because like, we did like Klaus and stuff for Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it was like, and then Christmas Present to You was like, let's delve into Osaka Yujimbo. Yes. But then I was like... Which was awesome. But it was kind of like, there isn't really that many like big Christmas comics out there. Like Christmas specific comics. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know what would be a really cool one to do, wrapping up our year? Like, Why don't we use that as a time to jump into actually established properties and look at the comics of these? Yeah. yeah. And there's some really cool ones out there. So that's probably where we're going to be going with this um, for the yeah. end of the year.
1: Because you were telling me, we, we were talking about Transformers right before we joined. And I was like, i would never been intrigued enough to read Transformers. But the more I get into comics, and the more I see of Transformers. Hey, so- Dominion Comic coming in with the follow. Thank you what so that? much
0: that is hidden totally behind us there <laughs> okay. um, yeah i'm gonna mess with that and move that to the front somehow that's because of the border i'm like oh yeah i need to move that in the thing i totally forgot about that
1: what we were talking about like so transformers so omnibuses are just a huge collection of volumes not just issues but volumes but like not only does do they have like one phase of 12 volumes of Transformers, there's like three separate phases and each phase has like 12 different omnibuses and I'm like holy yeah. word <clears throat>
0: the only time I ever came close to picking up a... hey, hey Dr. Bell. Baron Bell in the house at Dominion comic thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for the follow I appreciate it sir Um, but yeah I think the only time I came close to picking up a Transformers comic, it was years ago and I remember seeing the single issues on the shelf when I was back in Scotland, and it was, like, the origins of Megatron. Oh, sweet. In the comics, and, like, I almost went and, like, grabbed it at the time. I ended up not being able to pick it up, and... Yeah. But, like, it's always something I wanted to get into, was that. And, like, I've got, like, the first volume of, like, the Turtles comic, but they've got tons with IDW now, and... Yeah. Um you know and then they've just came off like their last ronin series as well which
1: you know has been a massive. i want to get that so bad and side note that the pre-order for that uh, volume one uh is out right now and it releases on july the 5th i think so yeah well, i'm worth, definitely gonna pick that up well worth picking up i'm definitely gonna be yeah. grabbing it too and um, but there's so many properties like that
0: so that's kind of what we're gonna try and do for christmas stuff is to delve into like actual properties and see how they hold up in comic versions yeah you know yep yeah. um yeah. But for today's, and Dr. Bell being in the chat, we are going to be looking at Dominion follow the House of Soul Volume 1, which they just announced this week as well. Massive shout out to Dominion. Chapter 4 is coming this summer. Nice. So, chance to pick up Volume 1, get in on the first three That was chapters. a question that
1: I was going to have. <laughs> like, when when's the next <laughs> one coming up?
0: Yeah, Next one, they announced it on the Twitter that it's coming out in this summer, so it will awesome. be coming in 2022 across the next uh, well, we're in June, so in the next few yeah. months it's going to be dropping. And, and we
1: reviewed we've reviewed each of these issues, but this is the first time it's been in a it's been in a, like an omnibus that we could uh, yeah kind of, kind of read. It. And there's some extra stuff in here that we I want to talk about a little bit as well. So
0: well, that's the interesting thing about this one because usually with the indie comic book club, it's a completely blind going in. It's usually a comic yeah. we've heard about or I thought would be cool, or it's one that I've read. I'm like, oh, dude, we need to talk about this in the show. And yeah, with. Uh, with Dominion is like we've we've talked about the three chapters, not in depth because we try to avoid full spoilers. And um, we've had Doctor Bell, who's in chat now, like on the show multiple times, talking about the releases and talking about his um, his process on it, the creation of it, all that stuff. Yeah. But this is the first time that we're going to actually delve into spoilers and look at the actual chapters fully, what we feel on them, what we think on them, what we think of the mm-hmm. art and the story and where it's going. And what we're hoping to see going forward with Chapter 4 just around the corner. Yeah. Um, Dr. Bell saying uh, we'll be launching Indiegogo in July. So look for that coming in July. We will definitely be sharing that on our social medias and talking about it on the show when that drops. And, of course, as always, we will be looking to try and set up to get Dr. Bell back on. Because he's pretty much a staple to come on and talk about Dominion at this point. So yep. 100% we'll be getting Dr. Bell on the show to talk about that
1: we signed you up Dr. Bell Dr. Bell which um, it is cool
0: that it's talked about at the end of the comic as well it talks about chapter 4 coming soon and it also um, has a little thing talking about Border Wars as well on the back at the coming soon page I love the cover it talks about Border Wars as well as another Dominion property I'm so excited for um, expanding that Dominion world Um, before we delve into the Indie Comic Book Club though there has been news there has been TV shows there has been trailers there has been so much happening so we are not going to really cover all this different stuff that's came up as of late yeah but there's some stuff we need to talk about yeah we have to so do we
1: want to talk about Ezra
0: Miller. I was going to say do we want to talk about Ezra Miller first <laughs> or do we want to build up to him let's or? just
1: get it out of the way man this is Ez- what you get for not having a Kevin Feige Ezra right? what are
0: you doing yeah. son just just stop everything
1: if you guys have not, if
0: you guys have not been paying attention to the news, Ezra Miller has been getting in trouble frequently as of late. He had a escapades in Hawaii.
1: He's terrorizing Hawaii.
0: Where he terrorized people at a bar, where he broke into someone's hotel room randomly and started threatening them. Uh, he was arrested. Um, and then more news dropped this week on Ezra Miller. This is The flash, by the way. This is a guy who's. Part of Warner Brothers, DC Who Properties. He just made a
1: movie about.
0: DC's Properties. He's a, one of the big names in the DCEU. Part of the Justice League, Zack uh, Snyder's Justice League. He's got the Flash movie coming out, which has got the various Batman in it and stuff like that, which has been big talking point. Freaking appeared at the end of Peacemaker as one of the cameos in it. Crossed over as the Flash and the Crisis and Infinite Earths episode of the Flash TV show. Like, mm-hmm. he's been forefront of the DC yeah. properties, as well as the fact of like he has been one of the main characters in the Fantastic Beast movies
1: for Harry Potter, two of Warner Brothers' big franchises. He's been the one of the most stable members of the Justice League, which is just very Define ironic.
0: Define stable. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's still around, but stable might not be the word because... <sighs>
1: I mean, apparently, stable as in like he's been there from the beginning, like you said, like he's been only one of the few that have been there from the beginning.
0: Because now, apparently, he's a groomer of underage kid, who I believe from the story, if, if anyone knows in chat, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it happened when she was 17. She is now 18 now, and the the then child who is now an adult is 18. Um, Is speaking out against it that it wasn't the way her parents are saying because her parents are freaking out and trying to get restraining order and stuff Mm -hmm. but he provided her with drugs and alcohol and has basically been seen as having groomed her she came out and spoke against it the parents are still freaking out and try to get a court ordered like you know like stay away from her daughter against them yeah to which, they could not serve it to him because they could not find him. Because he... He
1: freaking disappeared. Away. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. That he
0: disappeared in the midst of this, and I'm like... But we're not going to give Henry Cavill a Superman movie.
1: No.
0: We're going to keep focusing on Ezra Miller, and I'm like, boy, are you regretting that, Warner Brothers? Oh, my gosh. We're going to focus on the guy who's, like, attacking people and grooming kids and not the guy who's a full-blown buff nerd to build his own PC and does gaming, you know?
1: He plays World of, Warcraft, World of Warcraft? Wow, I can't speak. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't understand the whole Henry Cavill situation. I don't understand why... Dude, he's practically beg- he's practically begging to be in another Superman movie. And they're like, nah. Yeah, I think at this point he literally is begging him in another
0: yeah, Superman yeah. movie but Ezra Miller like yeah but yeah Warner Brothers isn't going to touch him isn't going to say a thing no nope. and it's like Warner Brothers you're not painting yourself in a good light because like you were already kind of like riding a rough line with the whole amber hair stuff the now yeah Because like allegations obviously came out against her and then there was the court hearing which wasn't about who abused who, it was about the defamation against like Depp's character and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like you've not even like responded to the fact of like there's like people going out there with evidence of showing like, hey, Amber Heard was like actually done this abuse stuff and there's now multiple people saying it. We're not gonna respond to that. We're not gonna respond to all the Ezra Miller stuff, and it's like what are you doing? Yeah. Like come I, on, I don't know I don't brothers. think they know what
1: they're doing now. They don't have a plan. They don't have a response, a proper response to stuff. It's like the
0: it, question is at this point should they just reboot the DCEU? Or like just or I, just I, go honestly, back to solo stuff cuz like Ben Affleck left. They won't yeah. give Henry Cavill a movie. Ezra Miller is
1: off his meds you know it's like he's I feel like the only way the dcu is gonna work is if like they just do standalone movies just do standalone movies like the joker like the batman let them have their own their own thing and don't just don't worry about crossovers right now just try to establish your characters yeah. first
0: because that's going into production as well because it the, well this is all going on with ezra miller that have announced that joker 2 is now officially going into production and they're officially going ahead with that
1: which is like i yeah. I'm all for. It. I loved the Joker movie. I thought well, it was I so fun. I bet well you, I bet you money that they're going to try to tie Joker two into Robert Pattons' Batman. I bet you money. <sighs> I would love. I don't know to. how. I don't know how what that's going to look like or how, but I, I, I would bet. I would bet money.
0: It's going to be some weird thing of like he was like the original Joker and like the Joker that showed up in the Batman is like inspired by him or something and, or some weird crap like that. Like I if they don't tie it in i will be shocked i'll be shocked if they don't try to do something like that because that's what dc does they know. they try to make sure everything's connected and i'm like i just feel like the dceu is just imploded and it's like the stuff with ezra miller like somebody get the man help he's clearly not okay
1: so speaking about the the, the overall dceu space hobo mentioned uh the rock you know black adam trailer dropped this past week Yeah, basically we mentioned it i've just seen that
0: it's like yeah we got the black adam trailer which what did you think of the black adam trailer by the way i
1: i didn't think it looked bad i i i don't I know what okay. to, i don't know a ton i don't know a ton about black adam just to be super transparent but i got a i got a slightly angrier deadpool vibe off of the rock playing black adam like very much anti-hero as opposed to villain than anti-hero. If
0: The Rock was not playing him, he would not be getting a movie. The only reason he's, Black Adam is getting a movie is because The Rock decided he wanted to play Black Adam. And so they changed him from what would have been a villain for Shazam. Like he's a straight-up villain
1: in the comics, right? He's I mean, complex. I, I know he eventually turns, and he's complex, but...
0: He's a villain. He's also kind of an anti-hero. He's a very complex character like that. Like He's a the leader of his own nation and stuff. And it's like he's very straightforward to the point and does what he thinks is in his own best interest. Like doom. So, kind of, yeah. It's like, so like I can see them doing the anti-hero thing for him, but them pushing the anti-hero in the movies, 100% is because it's The Rock playing him. Yeah. yeah. Because it's The Rock. They're not going to cast him as a villain. Mm-hmm. They should. There's they should. no way they're going to cast him as a villain. It's The Rock. It's like, mm-hmm. the man like prints money. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's going to be the a bad guy. You know, I mean, there is no way this man is going to be the villain in a movie and not the headline yeah. hero. Like seriously.
1: Yeah, but I thought it looked good. Like I, I thought visually, the trailer looked really cool. I'm very interested to see Pierce Bronson again. I don't know a lot about those characters. Like, I Hawk think he looks man. cool as Doctor Fate. Pierce Bronson playing Doctor Fate. I'm like, he looks really cool. There was an Adam, an Adam character, right? Uh, and Adam, Smasher, like, Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Doctor
0: Fate, Cyclone, and Hawkman. Hawk Hawkman. So it's like, it's said just the it's the Justice Society
1: got
0: it so like in the comics like that was what came before the Justice League and eventually became Earth 2's Justice League so that was the one that had like the original Alan Scott Green Lantern that had um, Jay Garrick's Flash okay um, originally it. it had Batman and Superman and they were kind of phased out to move to the Justice League obviously mm-hmm. um, but yeah so it's like it's kind of the the older characters and stuff like that the mentor characters the different versions of them so and the the picked four that kind of work with us like they don't have to worry about it tying into like the justice league characters too much
1: so i've seen a lot of these conversations come out since the trailer dropped all right who you got in the fight man dr strange or dr fate again i don't know a whole lot about dr fate so i I have (laughs) no idea i just know how powerful dr strange is in the comics
0: from what i know of him or at least because I don't know a lot about Doctor Fate as much. I've not read a lot of Doctor Fate stuff, and he doesn't show up in other media as often.
1: Yeah.
0: But from the powers that he gets, honestly, I would possibly give it to Doctor Fate. Really? From some of the stuff that I've seen and the stuff that I've seen him do in other media, and a little bit in the comics and stuff, because like it's a because it's another like deity essentially that lives in the helmet that bestows uh, okay. the powers on someone.
1: Gotcha.
0: So like going against a sorcerer supreme, like I would, I would bet probably on fate yeah but again i don't know enough about the character to fully give on that yeah the only thing that pops into my head when you see dr strange and dr fate is like i'm always just reminded of the amalgam comic for the 90s when they combined the characters and it was dr strange fate oh dude that's sweet and it's like basically the most powerful sorcerer ever (laughs) these two joined together the so space
1: uh, hobo is saying that uh the rock has basically been saying he's building a new dc which i guess that makes sense to build it on the back of the rock um, if he's
0: willing to keep coming by for movies and i'm like they're going to keep making movies with him. as like as uh, you might cut out you might cut out for a sec oh you hear me okay yeah you're good now okay yeah it's like if he if the rock's willing to keep coming back then 100 like they're they're going to keep making black adam movies oh yeah
1: yeah no doubt about
0: it and um, he also says, "I think they could have gave Hawkman real wings and not metal wings." Yeah, it's a bit bizarre because, like, Hawkman is like their Tanagarian. Like, it's like they're meant to have real wings. I don't know why it's the metal ones. Yeah, it depends who's writing the fate strange matchup. That's true as well. Our survival members like who wins. It's like depends who's writing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm all for the Black Adam movie. I think it looks like it's going to be good. I mean, I'll probably go see it. I mean let's be honest let's be real it's The Rock being The Rock with a you know with a new black suit it's like essentially him being him from all these action movies
1: I just think like it looks like an amalgamation of a lot of different superhero movies and it doesn't look super unique to me oh yeah I I think at the
0: very least it should be a good like popcorn flick to sit down and just kind of lost. it's
1: like I don't think it's going to break any ground or anything like that but it looks enjoyable from what I've seen yeah it definitely looks and like I said visually it looks awesome it reminds me of um, like the immortals remember Henry Cavill immortals movie that came out a while ago like Mm, just that that visual like stamp on it it was really cool yeah 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 I can see I can see that I can see that
0: Um, and speaking of you know the other side of the things we got all that stuff coming out for DC and all that news for DC and then um, Miss Marvel dropped its first episode this week Mm -hmm. or well last week there in Wednesday Mm Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on it? Because my my personal thoughts on it, I posted it in social media and stuff, and it's like I I seem to be like alone in the room with that one. A lot of people really seem to love the first episode and really enjoy it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wasn't. A, now don't get me wrong, I didn't hate the show. I didn't think it was yeah. bad. I just I felt like it's. I'm definitely not the demographic for it. I'm definitely not the person to fit into it. Yeah, it felt like shaking my monitor. Um, I felt like I was watching it and for me, and this is my personal take on it so don't freaking hate on me for it I felt and maybe this is me as the old curmudgeon man that I am I felt like it was trying too hard to show hey look we're young, cool and hip look at all this cool fancy drawing moving stuff and all this mm. you know I'm all for it, I've heard a lot of people talking about it I love the fact that we're getting to see someone who is an mcu fan who grew up as an mcu fan getting to now play an mcu hero yeah i love that she's getting to play super fan kamala khan's was a super fan of the mcu playing a super fan of yes the marvel heroes like i think it's a great casting i think the actress is great mm-hmm. i think she did a good job i'm not crapping on her at all she was phenomenal i think she's perfect yeah, casting she for kamala is great um, I can't relate to the family side of things a lot of people are saying like yeah this is what it's like growing up in like a Muslim family and stuff like that obviously can't relate I'm not Muslim mm-hmm. I can't um, I'm not from that kind of background and stuff like that so I can't relate to that side of it yeah um, and my whole lot and um, but a lot of people are saying like they're very much fit in character of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: I will be honest part of me wonders if the opening of it just put me off from the get-go because the opening know. part of it was a whole was her doing like her youtube videos or whatever she was doing yeah and it was basically this gushing love letter of how amazing captain marvel is yeah and i've I made it no secret i am not a fan of captain marvel yeah. movie or the character in the mcu i am not big on her so i don't know if it was just like a gushing love letter to her it was just kind of like Ugh. yeah really hmm. you picked her <laughs> You know what I mean, and don't get me wrong. That fits in with the comics. She was a big fan of Captain Marvel. That's why she took on the old moniker Miss Marvel and followed in her, yeah. you know, footsteps and stuff. And um, so it makes sense to do that. But like, it was this whole big thing, and I, I was going to, uh, yeah. I, 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 I have tried as much as people go like that. It's like I have tried to like the Captain Marvel stuff, and I'm like, I don't know why she just puts me off. I'm just yeah, yeah, because I feel like it's the whole. I don't want to like fall into that freaking category of people saying this but it's some whole Mary Sue thing of like we have tried to make this instead of giving her a personality we've made her perfect mm-hmm. when actually what makes you connect with characters is the flaws that they have and who they are and them overcoming stuff and it's like she's perfect she can do pretty much anything and it's like there's nothing to invest in for me there and I'm like yeah. like it's okay to give her a flaw <clears throat> Yeah,
1: it's okay to make me want to invest in it but yeah, took a really good call. Like, go, like going back to the movie, like there wasn't really like a ton of growth from her as a character. The only thing that even really the happened f- was she just. Oh, that that's who even
0: the fight with Jude Law at the end. She took him down in one shot. Yeah, she comes in to fight, help fight Thanos at the end, and takes out his ship in Endgame like in a second. And I'm like, why are the rest of the Avengers here? Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's like, as don't get me wrong, she is meant to be super powerful, but it's like. I, I just I don't feel a personality her like her personality is I'm strong yeah I can do it, no wrong
1: it's like yeah. this I'm not so I'm a fan of Brie Larson as an actress I am not a fan of her as Kathy
0: yeah Larson. and that's it again same with the Khan, like I said like I am not seeing anything against Brie Larson yeah, the whole yeah. hate that she gets from like the comic book community is completely unfounded she's a phenomenal actress I've seen her in other things and she does a great she's job great. she's great you know, she it's just, like
1: she just sucks as Captain Marvel. You know, and <laughs> I
0: put it bluntly. And that's the thing is like that. It's like, and I've heard like Christopher Eccleston talking about it once. He says like that. It's like you know, I get. He says whenever I get praised for something or like called out for something, he says often or not, like what happens is it actually comes down to the writing and the direction of something. Yeah, it's like I get often praised for roles because of the really good writing that I'm portraying on screen. It's like when I get called out for stuff, it's because the writing ended up being awful. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I and I feel like that's the case. She's a really great actress, but I just yeah. did not feel the writing for Captain Marvel, and I'm like, but anyway, that was a side yeah. tangent of that. But so, it's like, but in terms of so Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel itself, what did you think of it?
1: So I I had it on in the background as I was doing stuff, so I wasn't able to give it my full attention. I'm like you though; I, I think it might be slightly out of my demographic. I actually did enjoy the the art over like the moving art over some of the scenes i thought that was cool i like that they, they're trying something different mm-hmm. it's very scott pilgrimish to me see um, that's
0: the thing i wasn't a fan of scott pilgrim either yeah so. and I
1: like i like scott pilgrim i I, so. I
0: didn't get invested in that either so maybe yeah. that's it i'm just not a fan of that style of stuff
1: yeah yeah, yeah. but then again that's what I mean, we talk I get, about I get being... why people don't like it i get it 100 yeah. um but uh i like i said i like kamal khan i love her as an actor i love her as a character i thought she she was really cool how they portrayed that Mm -hmm. but uh it'll be interesting to see episode two because i wasn't like super interested in the first episode like it wasn't keeping my attention yeah that's why i had it on the background and i I was like i was watching it half the time it wasn't really keeping my attention but
0: i mean i'm willing to watch the rest of the season i'm willing to give it my full attention and like check it out and like delve into it and see where it goes you know, maybe I will get invested in it. But then again, I've often said that as well with comics. is like, not every comic is for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if everything Marvel put out was meant for every fan, then I'd be wasting, like, you know, a couple of hundred bucks a week buying all the stuff that Marvel puts out. It's like...
1: Yeah. And, and it's just the same. It's like, you know, like you and I have talked about this before, but Marvel is coming out with a ton of different, like like, TV and movies now and not everything is going to be for everybody it's just going to be like comics not everything is going to be for everybody well they're trying
0: so many different things now and so many different stuff like like miss marvel is completely different excuse me from any other show or movie we've gotten in phase four yeah and that's okay it's like it's good yeah. to go in that direction like if you're if you're listening to this and i was like and you fully enjoy that show fantastic i love i love seeing people getting excited for it and i love that there's an audience for it yeah yeah. if you guys are getting invested I love that this is connecting with the Muslim communities I love that this is connecting with young girls I love that this is connecting with people and pushing that way mm-hmm. and it's okay that it doesn't connect with me
1: yeah.
0: you know I'm not going to go into a whole comics gate rant about the fact that, like that oh this wokeness is ruining my comics it's like go back under your rock it's like <laughs> it's it's okay to have a character like that she's been phenomenally Done in the comics. They're bringing her to live action, which one hundred percent is shoot. She's one of the most popular characters in recent years that Marvel's had. Go for the it, only, go nuts.
1: The only issue that I have, and again, I don't I don't know much about uh, Miss Marvel because I've never read any of her stuff. But I've I got a Shang-Chi vibe with the whole like and spoilers for those of you who have not seen the first episode, so if you haven't and you're you don't like spoilers, just tune out for the next like couple minutes. But when she gets the Bangle and then she gets the powers it's uh, for me it's the same thing as shang and i'm like i don't i don't like i'm not a huge fan of somebody gets something and then they get power i i like when they yeah. like when power is developed or power yeah is, see like space hope you know, was asking
0: about the powers and stuff as well like i don't mind the power change like seeing how the power was done on screen i liked it i like the I don't idea mind the visuals her, of the heart controlling change. light and like the hand coming out and catching people and i'm like okay this is an interesting power but like, don't get me wrong One hundred percent. This isn't a Miss Marvel power. She's a Green Lantern. Like, absolutely. This is literally. She's put on a magical bit of jewelry, and now she can do Green Lantern stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Like,
0: like, if they go like that, oh no, that's not what it is. Like, but it is though. Like, it it clearly is. is. Like, yeah. She makes constructs now, and like,
1: is it bad that Marvel did a better Green Lantern uh, than DC did?
0: It wouldn't have been hard. yeah that's right <laughs> like, it would have been hard like I've seen Green Lantern it's like, I was like I will admit to that and it's like yeah that wasn't hard to top um, I don't mind the power change I kind of get why they did it and it's like because a lot of the stuff is kind of like that it's like oh they don't want it to clash with three Richards and stuff I think the, the honest thing we have to admit is stretching abilities don't always look good in cgi yeah. on screen like even in like freaking uh, doctor strange like spoilers for that by the way really? um if you've not seen that he's in it then i don't know what to tell you you've not been in the internet for a while uh, but like mr fantastic when john krizuki appears with him that stretch when he comes in to face wanda and i'm like yeah let's be honest that does not look good it doesn't look that great nope and I'm like, I want. I'm thinking that's partly why is because of, like her power being like that for a whole show. Like, there's got to be concern. And don't get me wrong, like we've called it Marvel a few times for like, dodgy CGI. Where it's like, oh yeah, like you're Disney, She-Hulk. yeah, like you're Disney. How are you not finding money? Like yeah, like we literally ran about this last week with the She Hulk stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, you own part of the world let's let's be honest
0: yeah like you're one of the biggest companies in the world making more money than anyone like how in the world do you not have good CGI and stuff but it's like but that's the thing it's one of those things that it doesn't matter how much money you pour into it that is not an easy CGI effect to make look good
1: yeah
0: so I can see why they changed it to something that still mimics that like it's like her reaching that handout during the Avengers con and catching them yeah and catching the fallen girl It's like okay yeah that's you could see her doing that by stretching her arm out. You can see yeah. that in place. Yeah. The powers themselves, I don't mind. It's kind of like you, like, I don't like the fact it comes from a magical bracelet.
1: I don't like that at all. It's because like, it wasn't like that in the comics, right? She's an Inhuman. She she's an Inhuman. Powers. She gets like she gets powers. Like, they come from within her.
0: And I feel like that's the thing, because, like, her thing is, like, this is in her genetic code. She gets hit with the Terrigen Mist that Black Bolt yes. released. Like, you, you've read Infinity. That television cloud that Black Bolt releases—that's what kicks her powers off. The same with a got lot it. of Inhumans. Okay. She ends up like um, getting her powers activated and becomes Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. And it's like I get they're trying to also distance from the Inhuman stuff, and I think that's because literally, like, because they made the Inhuman show, they'd already announced that they were working on it and stuff, which we've talked about plenty of times. How that was an awful show,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but that went into production, and then they got the X Men back. And they just try to like move away from it. Mm-hmm. I would rather they had pushed the show a little bit to tie her in with like if you're not going to make her unhuman, make her a mutant. Mm-hmm. Just change yeah. it to mutant. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Make the ability something she can do and make it a mutant power. I don't like the the mystical bangle thing unless I think it was um, it was Cameron from One Geek Eleven. It's four zero one one. that was said in our um, Discord. Mm-hmm and the fact of like i wonder if it's going to be like a case of like you know the bracelet activates the power and then it's one of those that was inside of you all along oh my gosh sort of things when they get to the Um, end of it which is like they could do that yeah i don't i i kind of part of me wants them to because i want it to be a power she's got and the other part of me is like that's such a cliche thing please don't do
1: that it's like yeah um i'm just not a huge fan of the the bracelet being the source of the power i just like that's been done so much. Yeah, space opera saying it there as well. Like, I hope they talk about
0: where the powers come from. And I'm like, yeah. And that's the thing as well. I'm kind of open to it at the moment because all we know is like it's a magic bracelet that's gave her these powers. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about the bracelet. Like maybe yeah, that's true. the thing that activates an inhuman thing, or or maybe it's some other power that's activated. And it's like we still need to find that out because like even in the post credit or the mid credit scene, you see this organization being made aware of her, and it's like so they're, they're building is something. Mm-hmm. Um, but one hundred percent. mid credits? Yeah. <laughs> really, you didn't see that plus no, all over.
1: Most of, the, most of the shows don't have them.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I, I always kind of like just scroll through and double check, but that popped up, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so we're we're going somewhere with this." And it's like, but yeah, it's like I'm willing to give it a shot and see where they go with this. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I'm just I'm not as invested in this show. Yeah. It's like, and that's okay it's like some things you're not going to get invested in I mean hey I might end up loving this at the end I was completely invested in some of these Disney Plus shows and by the end I was like okay that was awful you just completely did not hit the landing on it yeah you know what I mean if they make the landing on this but the finale it's like that it might end up being one of my favourite shows you know it's like
1: yeah it means, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was the big one for
0: me yeah well Falcon and Winter Soldier isn't the big one for me because at least that kind of kept the tone of like this is what the show is, is the ones yeah. like Hawkeye and Midnight Knight Hawkeye. where it was like when you get to the finale it's like, uh,
1: oh, That was yeah. a really
0: good show until it became lackluster.
1: Dude, I'm, I'm I told you this last night but I'm watching I'm going through Daredevil again with, with my wife and Kingpin. Still one of the best Marvel he's, shows ever he's made. one of the best villains. No question hands down in Marvel, in the cinematic universe. And the way that what they did to him in Hawkeye, I'm just like, yeah, it's so. He knew it I was, was going downhill as soon as
0: he showed God. up in that freaking the white suit with like, the Hawaiian shirt from that Spider-Man comic, like the Family Business comic cover. It's like as soon as he showed up, and I was like, oh no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Didn't he have a top hat or something? Oh, it's like.
0: Oh it was gosh. like a fedora or like a trilby or something like that. He had like on his well, head to you- go with it. It was like.
1: We we just watched the episode where Kingpin basically is running the prison and he beats the brakes off of Matt Murdoch. Like oh, in yeah. in the interrogation room and the guards do nothing. And then you go from him to just in the street in a Hawaiian shirt. I'm like, come on, man, like what are we doing here? What are we doing? Oh, yeah. Man?
0: But yeah, it's like but that's the thing, Miss Marvel could like completely change it around and could win me over. I don't know where the show's yeah. going and I'm intrigued with that. And then also, as well, in space we as well, they're setting up for her. We know she's going to show up in the Marvels when that comes out. The next, um, the Captain Marvel sequel, mm-hmm. um, it's set up for her. The two of them to kind of meet, and it's like, so that's going to be interesting to see how they interact. Yeah, um, and actually seeing her like fan over our favorite hero, which is going to be kind of cool.
1: But do you think um, Captain Marvel will make a cameo? Possibly, I think she will. If
0: she, if she does, I don't think it's going to happen until the very end. I think what's going to happen is it's going to lead to some like big thing, big fight, big event happens, and she has to help it, and it's going to then put her on the radar that Captain Marvel shows up at the finale, and I think we yeah. could see, we'll either see it at the very end of the episode, or we'll see it as a mid-credit, end-credit thing in the final yeah, episode, we'll to, in credit. Yep. to set up for the Marvels, hmm. you know? Kind of like the whole thing at the end of Shang Chi, like where Wong appears and they go and they talk with like Captain Marvel, Hulk, and him about these bracelets being something else and it's setting up mm-hmm. for what's next. Yeah, it's like I don't think it's going to affect the main story of the series, but I think it will appear at the end to set up what's to come. Yeah, like, that's my personal take anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think she'll show up at some point, whether that's mid-credit or in, or the last episode. All right.
0: I think that's kind of like the major stuff for this week, the major things. Um, I don't want to take too much more time because I want to actually get into the indie Comic Book Club and start talking about the comic and start delving into that. Was there any other big things that you can think of that you wanted to... No, man, I think we
1: covered it. I think we
0: covered it. Cool. Cool. If there any other stuff that we have missed that you guys want to chat about, by all means, hit us up in our Discord and social media. We're more than happy to talk about pretty much everything and anything comic book and comic book vicinity. Um but yeah I am ready let us delve into Dominion <laughs> if you've been a fan of the show for like a certain length of time you know um that we're you're probably aware of Dominion you're aware of Dr. Baron Bell you're aware of Terminus Media we have been connected with them for a while talking with uh, them about the comic we also got to host events for Terminus which highlights of our freaking podcasting career yeah. freaking <laughs> made, Um. Well, before we delve into that actually, let me do the shit that I always forget to do for our freaking sponsors. I always forget to do this and I need to start being a bit more aware of it. Um, as you can see, b- below is on screen and now it's in chat. We are, of course, ambassadors for BCW. And BCW supplies uh, basically provide... Hey, the real wreck alf coming in with the raid! What? Oh, oh just in perfect time there how is it going thank you so much record ralph thank you so much for bringing your community over to us can we throw a shout out in there for and okay. um, the record the real record ralph we are doing good well, sir how are you doing how was your stream what were you playing that is it, uh doing some just chatting were you playing anything as well or were you just hanging out with the community today how are you folks doing uh, for anyone coming in that doesn't know who we are we are Comics in the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of um, this is our Sunday show where we do our podcast talking about comics, movies, TV shows, all things and everything geeky um, right. we also do gaming throughout the week we also um, do art streams throughout the week and different things um, my wife streams kind of horror themed games on Mondays I do storyline games on Tuesday. My partner here, Nitro, does some artwork on Thursday and absolutely kills it on that. And we also play a bit of Sea of Thieves, so um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, today we are doing our indie comic book club talking about Dominion, Fall of the House of Saul from Terminus Media, a Star Wars meets Narnia-based story and um, based on the biblical story of Saul. Uh, Real Record Ralph saying I'm good, just got done watching the Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase. Oh yeah, that's right Xbox had their showcase today How was it? Was there any big announcements for it? I've not caught anything from it yet today Any big announcements come out for it and anything we should be aware of coming out to keep an eye out for Um. But before we delve into the comic as we we're going to say just a little shout out to our sponsor I'll in chat again to BCW Supplies we are ambassadors for them and um, so protect, store and display all of your collectibles and memorabilia whether it is your comics, records, CDs playing cards, sports memorabilia whatever it is they provide all sorts of supplies we are a big user of BCW uh, we have long boxes bags, yep. boards dividers, everything you can need for everything. collecting comics is pretty much a go to for us so use, click on that link if you want to go there and use code comics cross to save 10% on purchases over there. Um, I actually need to go over there and buy some more stuff. I've run out of space in my long box and I need to get a new one. Dude, I'm about to run out of space in mine too. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Diablo 4 trailer was nice. Awesome. Hideo Kojima is developing That's a game sweet. with the Xbox Game Studios. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you know, you know, like I always does some amazing stuff, so I'm excited to see what comes from that. Starfield trailer looked incredible, incredibly immersive. Starfield, I don't recognise the name of that one. I don't yeah, I'll need to check that of. out. I'll need to go back and check those out after the stream today. Um But yeah, so go and check out that and we are going to delve in. This is our indie comic book club. Uh for anyone new coming in with real it alpha or anyone else who's with us, we um basically take time every um other months to talk about indie comic books we are fans of the big two marvel and dc but we have started delving into the world of oh okay thank you for popping up on my screen there windows defender that was not necessary right in my ear um, but we basically wanted to start delving into the world of comics and seeing what's in the indie comics because there's so many great things out there we didn't want people to not delve into them and not be aware of some of these We have covered plenty of books so far on here but we are delving into the dominion
1: and Uh, i put a link to the dominion comic uh if you like what you hear uh, you like what we kind of go over what's in the comic uh the link to buy that is uh above in chat
0: uh real record of um for starfield it's like uh, it's a big one bethesda's developing and it's like a more action-packed version of no man's sky Ooh, nice maybe you check that out then that sounds really cool I'd be up for that. A little bit of space exploration, a little bit more action. Um, But yeah, so there's a link there that Nensha's just thrown in chat for Terminus Media, looking at Dominion, follow The House of Soul where you can pick it up from them and the volumes for yourself. We, of course, have talked to Dr. Bell, the creator of the comic, plenty of times on the show as it was coming out. But we've tried to avoid spoilers for the comic and just kind of talk around it and creative processes and all that stuff. But today, as part of the Indie Comic Book Club, we get to basically do a book club with you guys and delve into it so i am so excited for this one
1: yeah and um i know we said this a little earlier but we've we've reviewed this comic before we've reviewed all three episodes or all three issues at, at some point in in the show so we're going to be reviewing basically the, the volume as a whole today and there's some cool extra stuff in the omnibus that we can talk about as well Though.
0: So. absolutely uh you wreck know, it, Alf. Uh, have a great stream. I'm going to go hang out with the wife and kids. I do not blame you. Go and have a great <laughs> day, Alf. Take care. Yeah. Um, go ahead and drop Alf a follow if you are not doing that already. Go and check him out. Awesome streamer. But thank you so much for coming in with that raid and joining our community for today and bringing yours over here. We really appreciate it. All right. So, looking at Dominion, so what are your thoughts kind of like rereading Dominion? Because it's been a while since we've read it. Yeah. It's like it's been a while since we did chapter three and stuff and talked about it and it's like I delving back into some of it for me personally, some of it was a bit of a refresher. Like I literally read yeah. part of it, like, I do not remember reading this the first time around. Same.
1: Yeah, same. I, I really appreciate the family dynamic that they have in this. You know, mm-hmm. Jonathan and Michael and Ahinoim. <laughs> we got it, Doctor Brambo, we got it. Um we finally, yeah, we're, like, we're gonna get that name
0: officially, like <laughs>
1: Um, but like, um, I guess from, from an art standpoint, I forgot how, how awesome some of this stuff was. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, the opening of the book is kind of like a flashback, um, of Saul when he is confronted by, by Samuel, by the pie priest Samuel and the way that it's kind of muted, um, like the colors are muted and it's very like cinematic, you know, the whole confrontation. I just, Mm. he does that kind of stuff throughout the whole book. And I really, 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 really dig it.
0: Yeah, the opening thing's really cool because you automatically see the kind of transition and the the art style a little bit. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, Throat's still a little bit iffy. Um, because it starts off like kind of like you see like you know the shots from space and it zooms in and we talked about it um off stream before. Yeah, how It kind of like zooms in closer and closer to we finally but in like Saul's bedroom and he's
1: yes yeah.
0: like, he's having Z- the Z- nightmare and it's like. And it's like the stuff really kind of pops and it's these big visuals for this and then we go into the dream and like you said it almost switches and it's almost like a grey scale over it Yes. where it's yeah. like it's this, this memory but it's like it's clearly like a bad memory it's like bad times and it's almost like this grey cloud hanging over the memory sort of a feel to it
1: so one of the things that uh, Joyce my wife says is because she's just started to get back into comics a bit and so she's been reading a ton of them and she said she feels like a good comic should should almost be like a movie you should be able to visually follow it it should progress your imagination it should expand it and you sh- it should be very easy to follow and like just like uh, cross was saying like at the beginning it opens up and you're in space you see this fleet of ships over a planet and then it zooms into a castle on the planet and then it zooms into a window in the castle mm-hmm. and then it goes into a bedroom and then it zooms in on the person in the bed and then it zooms into a close-up and then hey it's just so cool! Thank you, Yeet Yolo Dab. <laughs> That's a heck of a
0: name. Thank you so much for the follow. Welcome to the comic clan. Yeet. Greatly appreciate that follow. Welcome on in.
1: Yes, we you do. Know, you
0: guys read DC at all? We do. Uh, we're talking yeah. indie comic book club today and looking at indie stuff, but we do read DC comics as well. Yep. We love the two, uh, the two big two, Marvel and DC. Yep. But thank you for coming in and joining us. Yeah. So. Whoa. King Amy is coming in with that with raid. 13 in the party. Dang, he's bringing a whole crew over yeah, here. Race. How is this it is going, Watson? It has been a while since we've seen you, brother. How are you doing? How is What's it up, going? Dude?
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome Hello, man.
0: Humor well coming in. Oh, I love that hype in Moe, Watson. That's cool, man. Loving that it. Awesome. Can we do a shout out for King Amos?
1: Heck yeah
0: hey Watson it's been a while since I've seen you man I miss hanging out in your streams dude like then that my shifts change and I actually go to bed at a reasonable time I don't get to catch you as often Um, but it's so cool to see if you do not know uh, King Amos Watson one of our friends go and check him out he is a cool streamer we're playing a little bit of Fortnite in his clip there go and check him out what were you all up to today? Uh, playing special events were you watching the Xbox Bethesda stuff as well? we just had uh, Wreck-It-Alf coming in talking a little bit about it but yeah, it is good to see you, dude. Thank you for stopping by, man. We yeah, appreciate you bringing up. your community over here. Yeah. Any of the games stuck out to you, Watson? Any big stuff that kind of caught your eye? Uh, Yeet saying, any recommendations for someone who doesn't know much DC but loves Paul Denny's Zatanna run, as well as the new John Kent series? Oh, so you like the new John Kent series? The Son of Kal-El. Um, Not off the top of my head, but I can definitely find you some stuff. I kind of like pride myself on finding comics for people.
1: He's really good at it. Really good.
0: If you want to hit us up on our socials or jump into our Discord and hit me up there, if you can throw those in Nitro, then 100% I will definitely have a look into some options for you for that. I can find some stuff. If you like kind of like Zatanna and magical stuff or kind of like the stuff like the modern John Kent, if you like the younger hero things, we can definitely find you some stuff uh king he was saying there's a ton of stuff honestly new minecraft game arc 2 redfall new sea of thieves content dang yeah i've totally missed all this stuff today i'm gonna to need to go and catch up on that tonight and more i can't think of a uh, brought me over here though so maybe this raid wasn't very <laughs> shut your face junk hey, there's, no, there's no exploding <laughs> barrels so i think we're fine uh you saying thank you for joining the discord awesome, awesome. <laughs> i'll hit you up in the discord i'll look at some options and kind of chat with you and get some stuff that you're into we'll, we'll get some stuff
1: yeah ye, i'm in the process of doing that right now <laughs> Wars and the and it is quite, a, quite t- a task.
0: Yeah, yeah i'm gonna say that's that's diving into some big stuff if you're hitting some hickman stuff but yeah, yeah thank you so much for readers coming in thank you for everyone and for anyone who is new with us today uh see the salmon stuff they put out uh, you mean for the new netflix show i'm gonna say because i don't think there's any new comic stuff or us. i'm assuming you mean the show um, I got a little bit of a look at it. No problem at all. Thank you Appreciate so much, it. King for popping awesome. in, man. Excellent. Go enjoy some lunch. Have a great time, man. We yeah, definitely need we catch up and get another game at some point, man. We'll you get you in for Sea of Thieves night one Friday. Yep. Uh, so hit us up for that, man. We'll definitely get you in one night, but thank you so much, brother. Yeah, dude, uh, yeah. For anyone coming in who has not joined us, we are doing our indie comic book club where we are looking at Dominion, Fall of the House of Soul today. Um, dang, we are getting like yeah, I mean, there's so many people popping in today. It's like, is it was Rated, not expecting remake, this. Thank different. you, man. Yeah, that's a sweet dude. Yeah, uh, definitely excited about Sandman. Recently read the first two volumes of it. I'm excited to see what they do with the visuals on the show because the comic's very, it's very visually like unique and very dark. So yeah. I'm like, I'm interested to see how they pull that off on the show.
1: I've not read any Sandman <clears> stuff though. Yeah,
0: Sandman's one of the ones that I think we're not going to probably hit it this year for Indie Comic Book Club, but I think it definitely needs to be one of the ones we hit next year because it's it's one of those big like titles. Yeah, and we need to definitely delve into. Wait, I'm down. Um But yeah, if anyone's got any other questions about that stuff, by all means, hit us up in socials or Discord. We are going to jump back into this. We have literally just kicked off with this though. Um, but yeah, so talking about the introduction for Dominion, like it's really cool that we start off with that kind of flashback. I. I adore the flashback pages at the very beginning. and yeah. um, Looking at Saul and Samuel, it's like it's very much some of my favorite stuff in the entire comic. Mm-hmm. Um, because we get to see like just the two of them pairing off in a really massive. The opening scenes are really good at making you feel sympathy for Saul. Yeah. The yeah, opening absolutely. pages, a character like if you read the story of Saul in the Bible, it's like it's not a comp. It's not a story that it makes much sympathy for him and in fact reading this story in the bible side of things often it often made me feel like he was being very arrogant mm-hmm. because the whole thing if anyone doesn't know the story is basically Saul has just conquered who was it he conquered? I've completely the Mal- lost the name. The, Mal- the Malachites the yes Yeah. Uh, so they just conquered the Malachites and God the deity who in this is called the almighty has told them basically destroy everything kill yep. all of them, kill the leaders, you have to wipe them all out, yep. otherwise they're just going to like reform and come back stronger mm-hmm. and Absolutely. so what we pick up in the flashback is basically he's conquered them all but his men have decided to keep things and in this end they decided we have kept their ships, we've kept some of their technology mm-hmm. we kept the king alive as a prisoner to take back for the glory of the almighty Yeah, and then the high priest Samuel arrives who's one of my favourite characters this is like the only scene he appears in in these three chapters and he's still one of my favourite characters in this he's such a BA <laughs> <laughs> he shows up and is basically like what are you doing yeah like why are they still alive why do I still hear thrusters of their ships what is going on this is not what you were told to do yeah and Saul basically pleads his case like we just let them in keep some of the technology some of the ships We're taking them back it's all for the glory of the almighty Yeah, and Samuel basically slaps him down and tells him, "What's better? You know, it's like bringing back these trophies are actual obedience to the Almighty." Yeah. To which Samuel like walks away from him and basically tells Saul, "You're done. Your family's reign as the head of dominion, his kingdom, his planets, his area of space, like it's coming to an end." Yeah, and it's like it's. Um, like Saul even tries to grab him and the cloak rips and he's like that's how it's been torn away from you just like that mm-hmm. yeah and then ends his time by walking down to the king of the Amalekites grabbing a sword off of someone and just lops his head off and he's like Pff. moving on yeah Like that's like the only scene we see of Samuel and this is a whole nightmare that Saul's having looking back it's like and no sorry it's not a sword like he electrocutes the guy to death in this one
1: It's really sad though, like, because he's like, Samuel, Samuel! And then he wakes up and he's like, come back.
0: Yeah, and he's like, like, you you can
1: definitely tell there's sadness.
0: You see him crying out, like, trying to get it back. Like, Samuel's word is basically like, this is what's going to happen, and there's no way around it, and it's like, he's he can't deal with it. Mm -hmm. So, in those first pages, you get the sympathy for Saul that this is a man who we're at war with the Philistines, we're at war. With this army, he's trying to run his kingdom, but it's being torn away from him. Yeah, and it's amazing how quickly. Like, I've I, and I said it to Dr. Bell we talked to him about it on the show. Is like, you made me feel sympathy for Saul, something I'd never felt before. Yeah, because like, I've because i I've not diagnosed with it, but I am fairly certain I've got ADHD, so like focusing on these characters in the Bible and actually feeling these emotions and beats mm-hmm. is something that I do struggle with. Yeah. So like having read the story and like, I never would have felt sympathy for Saul, like I said. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I felt like he was arrogant, but like the sympathy I feel from here and how quickly, like even later on in this chapter, this first issue, like
1: where it's... It takes a downturn.
0: It goes from like feeling sympathy to him, like you can literally see the badness, yeah, starting to hit him, and him just starting to spiral. Mm-hmm. And it just goes as the as the issues continue, like you yeah. see him spiraling. And and it's only in the few glimpses we get of Saul because the really interesting thing this is like cause Saul's in the cover of this volume and it's called Follow the House of Saul," but Saul is not the main character. No, not in this first volume, anyway the main character Jonathan and Michael yeah his children Jonathan and Michael who is his daughter by the way that's how you say the name it's Michael old biblical names you know but they're fighting they're battling in the war and we are following their stories we're following what they're doing and it's like so they become the focus and very much in the first issue it starts to transition Mm-hmm. From Saul to Jonathan being the focus, and then in the second issue it becomes Jonathan and Michael, and we start following their stories. One of the
1: things, one of the things that I really enjoy about uh, as it goes into um, issue two and issue three is like you can tell that Jonathan's trying to prove himself to his dad, and his dad's just not having it. Like, he, over and over and over, he try. he's just trying to win battles for his dad and just trying to prove that he is who... he. His dad doesn't think he is, you know?
0: Well, it's really interesting as we almost get, like, a backwards story of Jonathan because I don't think it... Let me double-check because I don't think the first time we see Jonathan is a flashback. I think it's, like, modern, like, his present day,
1: if I'm correct. Yeah, I think you're right, yep.
0: Is Jonathan, like you know, there's issues going on, so he's going to talk to his father about stuff that's going on, like this, they weren't getting communications from a certain outpost and stuff. So he goes to speak to his father, and it's like, there's almost a realisation, like, because he's talking to his dad, and his dad basically is not taking on board anything he says. Mm -hmm. And there's this almost realisation of, like, his father does not respect him as... As a member of his war council, as his son, as an actual man, and still sees him as a child. Yeah. And chooses to go, because he chooses to go against them and go with his generals on a decision. And it's really cool to see that kind of transition of like him, like, you really don't care mm-hmm. about my input. Because the rest of Jonathan's story is a six month jump back. Because we, we've talked about that kind of off stream, it's like it's really interesting because Michael's story takes place present day and Jonathan's mm-hmm. main story in chapters two and three takes place six months ago. Yeah. So they're worth, they're in the comic like congruently, side by side, but like they're not happening at the same time. One of them has happened already. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to see all the stuff that Jonathan does, all the stuff he does in the battles, but to already kind of know that it's all for naught, yeah. it's all for nothing. As his father is already not invested in him, mm-hmm. is not invested in his input and doesn't really care about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That and, whole,
1: the, the whole, uh, his whole like heist part where he goes to the Philistine uh, like battle command mm-hmm. is is a really really cool sequence though. It's a really With cool the, story. Yeah, it's it's so cool. Mm. The, they basically find the. Uh, the Philistines were the main antagonists of the story. Um, they, the um, Jonathan and his army, find their basically their their control center, I guess, for lack of better words. And it's this floating fortress, this asteroid. And they've captured one of their ships from one of the battles a while ago. And they fit their ship with inside their ship, and then they try to they fl- they fly it to the control center to try to get them to take it onto their ship because it's one of their old ships. Yeah, and it just all, all, all hits the fan.
0: <laughs> see, it's really interesting as well because, like, the way the comics laid out, like, none of this happens in chapter one. Mm-hmm. This stuff doesn't play out until chapter two. Like, the whole setup for chapter one is almost like completely its own thing of, like, just setting up what's to come. Yeah. Because we see the setup of Jonathan trying to reach the outpost. Um, what's the name of the outposts? I completely not memorize any of these names. I literally just read this again this week.
1: Yeah, I haven't either.
0: A uh, position finished Nope, it's gone. Yep. And um, but basically, it's like it's um, reaching out to this outpost, and they're not getting a response from it. And it's one of the outer planets. Um. So they they head back to Dominion and they call in the Seraphim Marines. Who outpost like, thirty one. Outpost uh, thirty one. Well, oh, Lib- no, that was it. Okay, um, and these are basically guys who are in, like big mech suits and stuff like that. These big, cool, kind of like mech-looking things. They're really kind of cool designs. Really awesomely done. Uh, you can do all you can, but sometimes the ship. Has... <laughs> I like that one, you. Um, but yeah, so it's like you get to see them, and there's very much a setup. Like the outpost is gone. It's just, it's just gone. There's no communications, there's nothing left standing, and they're like, what the heck did this? Like, the Philistines don't have weaponry like this, what could have possibly done it? Yeah. There's no life signs here, there's no nothing. And they start following a trace, and i will try to get a good comparison, so you get a good shot of, like, the Seraphim Marines here, and their suits, and the only thing they find is this footprint.
1: Yeah, so those suits are like ten to twelve feet tall, so you can see how big yeah. they are. So they're like audience. massive
0: compared to them. Like it's one of those things. Like they're in the suits, and like there's just massive extensions on the legs and arms. It's way bigger than they are, and then they are nothing compared to the footprint they find. And they believe it's a Goliath.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the art style yeah, is amazing. really beauty. good, dude. The artness. We're going to go a bit
1: more into the art as well, but like, yeah, the artness is phenomenal. I think, so uh, I don't know if Doctor Baron Bell is still in chat, but he's that he's the actual artist for this. Uh, he's the penciler and the inker, I believe. For yeah, he's the a great historian. story, his and point. he's the one that did he's all the art It's it's stunning he's work. Amazing.
0: I would highly recommend following Dominion Comic on social media, and um, because he posts like some of the work he does and some of the processes of it, and it's well worth checking out. Mm. But so the whole setup for the end of the first issue is that the Philistines have this massive weapon a goliath which Saul and his war council basically believe is is a myth this massive like military weapon that can cause ultimate destruction yep there we go dominion comics still in chat baron bell awesome. um yeah he's the uh, dominion comic dr baron bell the creator and uh, the artist behind this they put dominion together um, so yeah it's phenomenal work he, he's a phenomenal artist on this the art is it's always stunning it's always yeah. stunning work on this it always blows me away um, but the whole setup for the first issue is basically like setting up that Goliath is here mm-hmm. which I'm not going to lie like, the first time I read that issue like I completely forgot about the whole David and Goliath story coming Yeah, it wasn't in my mind Yeah, until I seen that footprint and they mentioned Goliath and I went oh crap oh, yeah that's crap. right we're that's going to see Goliath it's like uh, amazing job I mean, seeing that one page makes me want to read it like yeah the art in this is just it's, it's phenomenal like you can take the chances we're talking about the art just to show a few things so
1: yeah I'll show you one of my favourite panels so
0: that's with the panels we were talking about before the stuff at Gilgal the flashback scene sorry if that's making noises i hitting my mic there like it's it, it, there's some stunning stuff in this comic
1: so I'm going to jump forward just a tick And by a tick, I mean to the third issue. (laughs) Um, I thought that she had some amazing stuff, though. Yeah, there's this really cool scene where Michael is fighting um, some of the Philistine soldiers in the desert, basically. She's trying to, like, give some refugees from her home planet of Bethlehem, or from her her handmaid, I believe, uh, home planet of Bethlehem, time to leave in one of the cargo ships. So she's battling the Philistines in a mech suit by herself. And uh, there's this really, really cool scene. uh, Oh yeah, I love that shot. She hits the thrusters on the mech suit. And just this part right here is probably one of my favorite panels in the whole comic. So it's like the sun shining behind her. She's flying through the air and there's a close-up of her face with the Philistines on the bottom. So cool. I love that part.
0: And I just want to show you as well just even some of the differences between the Philistine stuff. So it's like the Philistine communication center that Jonathan's trying to take out. Like just Mm -hmm. the difference in colors, the the gritty or darker feel to it, the not quite as polished as Dominion. It's like it's like it's so well done. It's yeah. so good. But yeah, so the whole first issue kind of ends with the as we talked about like the war council talking about Goliath and whether or not this is an actual thing and then Jonathan arrives to talk about basically like the border planets are struggling. We're we're about to lose the border planets and Saul doesn't want to hear about it and actually, basically, tells his son no one, sides with his generals, and then bars them down, like, bars down Jonathan, and we then see, um, Jonathan's mother coming to find him, and he's in the hangar, and basically, like, I've always been a better pilot than a prince. Yeah, he's it's just like, hanging out in one of the mechs. He's like, I, it's almost that like I feel more comfortable here. Yeah. And it's clear, Father doesn't want me anywhere around, so I'm just gonna stay here and do what I do. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting because it sets up the stuff for Goliath coming which obviously is a long way off but we don't even hit close to like the David and Goliath fight in this it's not even you know it's maybe on the horizon mm-hmm. by the end of it but barely
1: yeah um, it's such a smart idea to tease it though but it teases it. it
0: just yeah. enough to remind you that it's coming and then we get obviously the wrap up with Jonathan, and it's really cool that because I kind of talked about how they do the Jonathan stuff backwards. It's like because we see that thing of his father denying, him, and then we do the six month jump back, mm-hmm. but we establish the fact of like this is where he excels as a pilot, yeah, um, which totally sets up for what the rest of the stories tell about him in this whole attack on the uh, the Philistine like communication center and flying the old mm-hmm. Philistine ship and all that yeah. sort of stuff, like it sets all of that up so it's like even though it's told backwards it actually is a beautiful setup to yeah. prequeling what comes um and yeah and as we said that's kind of like the last major stuff we see of Saul. i mean like reading the first chapter i felt like Saul was going to be more of a main focus in the next couple of chapters and he's really
1: not like no he's like an overlooming <clears throat> um uh Presence slash motivator for for Jonathan, like a driver. Yeah. He's an unsaid driver for Jonathan to try to prove himself to his dad. Yeah, and it's not this that we don't really- get. We do get some good
0: Saul moments later on. Yeah, like, we do get some moments, and we'll cover them when we hit them. But the focus really in chapter two, we really pick up. Like we've been introduced to Jonathan, so we continue his story. But then we really get introduced to Michael, to mm-hmm. Saul's daughter, um, and. One of the things that I, I completely praised um Doctor Bell for when he came on the show was the fact of like these characters feel like real people. Like when you're reading the biblical story, like Michael's an afterthought. Mm-hmm. You don't get there's no story to her, but she is like an invested character in this. Yeah, I love that. Um as well as Ahinawim, like um their mom, like who's mm-hmm. like you could read that story and like forget she exists forget that there's a character there that's clearly their mom like she must have existed and given birth to them but like she's just not a factor whereas like she's almost like this overarching background voice of reason for them Mm -hmm. and so the focus is there even on jonathan like jonathan's almost a secondary character when you read the bible story because it's him how he responds to his father and then obviously his connection with david later and as it goes, like we get a real proper focus on Jonathan here, so like, yeah. it feels like you're totally invested in this family, mm-hmm. and like, and there's an amazing talk about like why they're doing what they're doing, why Michael's doing the choices that she's doing, why Jonathan's doing what he's doing, why they're making the decisions they are. There's an amazing character-driven focus on this, mm-hmm. which is what makes me get invested. Yeah. There's so many great comics out there that just you can't get invested in because they don't really care about the characters or they don't give you a reason to invest in the characters. Mm-hmm. And Dominion completely does that. It focuses and gets you invested in the characters.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool family dynamic. It's Especially, I really like the... It's brief, but I really like the um, conversation between Michael... Or, not Michael. Between Jonathan and his mom when he's in the hangar. Mm-hmm. It's like, obviously, you have the harsh father... All, and then you have the mother the comforting mom and to be able to see that at both sides is pretty cool yeah but she doesn't baby him though which i appreciate like
0: yeah it's all like you're coming in oh my poor little boy yeah, yeah, or yeah. any of
1: that sort of stuff
0: Like she comes in and she treats him like a freaking adult yeah she's um,
1: reassuring him about his relationship with his dad which is the, the most important thing to him obviously
0: yeah absolutely and do you want to take into like, chapter two then and kind of like the start of Michael's story and where Jonathan's story kind of goes into with that a little more and how they progress?
1: Yeah, let me flip over to it. Sorry. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so it opens up, I know we've kind of t- touched on it a couple of times, but it opens up with that um, the six-month jump back in time mm-hmm. to when Jonathan with his, um, with the help of his commander, uh, Benjamin, and his co-pilot get kind of hatch a plan to basically hijack this Philistine control center that they found. And they have uh there's a cool there's a lot of cool establishing shots in their like in their control room, but then they have that Philistine ship that they talk about hijacking um and flying into. And it's basically the way that they're setting it up is it's a suicide mission. Right? There's no way that they're going to win. There's no way. And Jonathan, I again, this I think this goes back to what I was saying earlier like i think his sole mission is he wants to prove to his dad that he's a warrior and that he's useful to his dad and he's like if i die basically i die like we're gonna we're gonna do this and i'm gonna prove to my dad that you know i have what it takes yeah um there's a there's a lot of time jumps um it goes from castle Gibeah, which is where saul's family lives back to jonathan and it's it's a time jump basically issue the whole time it goes back f- from michael to jonathan from michael to jonathan and um I don't know. It's basically establishing. Those, I, I mean, the volume two is basically about those two characters and establishing their motives yeah. and establishing, especially Michael. Like,
0: yeah, I I've got to say, like, I especially rereading this, I kind of fell in love with like the character of Michael. Like, yeah, <clears throat> she's such a complex character and like has such an amazing heart. Like, she's that like we have to do it because it's the right thing mentality and like as her handmaid that comes to her and basically like yeah, my home planet is basically lost communication yeah there's no word like my father messaged me and like and now there's nothing Mm -hmm. and she's like well surely the king is going to send some, like send the marines there and it's like no it's one of the outer planets like he's stopped defending there Mm -hmm. they're basically overtaking it and without a hesitation she's like okay we're heading there then yeah and you know what I mean it's like and, and all credit to Michael who's basically it's so funny because they almost like play on the trope as well of the princess that doesn't do anything it just has to sit in the castle Mm -hmm. and she's like that's what my parents expect of me and she's got this like rickety freighter ship with this like (laughs) old like rickety armor that's not like up to code with the current like seraphim armor it's like this almost like decommissioned armor and it's like you know she's got in there and done it up to be able to fight and stuff and it's like it's so cool it's like this is old school stuff that she's just managed to like kind of like hide away in case she ever needed it so she could be part of everything it's like it's yeah. so cool and like yeah we're going to go and do this and if they're not going to provide help then we're just going to go do it ourselves
1: one of the cool things that I like just uh, I guess coming from a biblical perspective like a lot of times reading the bible it's really hard to get uh, a general grasp of the layout of the land or the layout that the, the geographical context so mm-hmm. to speak and i think what this does a really good job of is just setting that up like here's planet Bethlehem over here here's the philistines over here here's what's happening over here in this pocket and you know you know i, I really appreciate being able to visually kind of differentiate those things helps my my visual brain <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: I mean it's like even just the fact that like pretty much each chapter like opens with those maps and just shows you like here's the layers and stuff just to kind of give yeah. you an idea of like this is how everything looks this is where everything is in connection to each other this is it's like yeah it's, it's an amazing thing just to kind of invest you like you know I was always a kid that loved the fact that when you would get a, some bibles like they would have maps in the back of them Mm, yes. and, and show plot points because you could almost read it and go okay that's how that happened that's where yeah. they were that's how close they were to that and it just helped kind of ground you into where it was so it's really cool that um, Baron's kind of done that in Dominion and kind of helps try to establish that agreed Um, I also love as well that we kind of like it's really interesting because like going into chapter 2 it's almost like Jonathan's the main character and then going into chapter 3 it's like Michael becomes the main character it's like it's interesting mm-hmm. that they kind of like swap like we get all this Jonathan story mm-hmm. and basically Michael goes to Bethlehem mm-hmm. and then we get to the next chapter and it's like in the end of Jonathan's mission and like and then all the crap hits the fan for Michael yeah. yeah, it's like I love that they kind of mix that up and it keeps you invested in both stories but also allows both of the characters to really shine which I love that's loved.
1: definitely it's definitely my favorite i think of, of all the issues is issue three with michael yeah. and the way that she, she when she's fighting the philistines i just love that whole arc
0: yeah uh, especially
1: how it opens i know we've talked about this before but like we open with this huge hologram of saul looking just just mean and yeah. he's talking with commander benjamin and they're setting that whole lot, whole thing up. It's it's just really cool. He's like, basically, where is my son?
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's the whole thing. It's like Saul's so basically like, what's going on with my son, what's going on with the army, and tells them like, don't engage with the Philistines, like with the whole position. Yeah. And it's like while he's doing that, Jonathan and Ket are on like a suicide mission already in Philistine space towards <laughs> <and he works laughs> the commands thing. Like. And then of course as well, like the way the issue two ends, like they're getting blasted like crazy. Like it looks like they're done. Yeah. And they managed to, like, slip around them and basically entered the... It's almost like an asteroid that they've got, mm-hmm. like, hollowed out with, like, the ships inside for the communication centre. Yeah. It's like they managed to use the codes to kind of get past, but then they get attacked, and... It's like it literally ends with, like, them getting blasted at the end of Chapter 2. is like, oh, crap, they're screwed. Um... where is it I'm trying to get to the bit and it's like yeah they basically like allow the Philistine ship to get destroyed and like jettison themselves out of it because they're inside like one of their own small ships yeah, inside of it and jettison it out and just kind of like oh, yeah. uh, hopefully they're so focused on that they won't notice us yeah um, and they end up able to like, slip in the back of it and basically take out the communications it's like and I love the kind of like that's where we see like the hopefulness of Jonathan as well because like they end up getting back to the main uh, the main fleet and stuff and they still end up and basically saying like we've got them on the run they're attacking each other like the fellow sign yeah. literally start attacking each other because they have no proper communication yeah because they now. shut down their command center yeah and he's like and they start running and it's like we need to go after them, and it's like no King Saul told us we can't he told us we have to hold position and defend and he's like if we hold position like what we just did was pointless they're gonna regroup they're yeah. gonna regroup and they're gonna come back stronger and he goes after them and says my father will understand and it's like there's that hopefulness of like he feels like he's doing the right thing for dominion and it feels like my father will understand when we pull this off yeah and it's like and you just know he won't and that this is almost like one of the beginning of the end of like Jonathan's trust that his father has any investment in him and mm-hmm. who he is even though like he's clearly proven himself as a leader as a pilot as a as a general out on the field as like he clearly knows what he's doing mm-hmm. but his father just has no interest in it yeah and it's like it's, it's a really interesting way to kind of take his story like it really invests me in Jonathan of like I want to see what happens next mhm you know i want to see what happens after like the beginning in chapter one where it's like you know he's realized who his father is and like well where does his story take us from here and um, and then a michael's story like her cam like landing on bethlehem and finding all the surviving people yeah i mean the
1: basically the rest of the chapter is her almost
0: yeah like chapter three from there like oh, we landed in bethlehem we found the survivors Chapter 3 then just takes off into chaos for her. Like, she goes into this massive trying to save these people, massive fights with the Philistine. It is really cool, and some of the best visuals in the comic. Some of the art in here is just absolutely stunning. As natural showed some of the stuff with Chapter 3.
1: Yeah. My favorite <clears throat> panel,
0: again. <clears throat> yeah. And basically so cool. she ends up fighting the Philistines, like not just the Philistines, like and she tries to fend them off like these giant like mechs up here that are the same size as like the mech that she's in, but it's like they did not know that the Philistines had any sort of technology like that. Yeah. She's so, like how did the how did the when did the Philistines get so big? You know, and then they've got that, like her is trying to like basically get the ship to take off with all the people, but it's like it's weighed down, it's not meant for that many people. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to like override stuff. or oh, she fends off the Philistines. It's a really good, really tense, small scale fight. You know, and it looks like we they don't know how they're going to pull it off. Is, and then we get there's, a, a,
1: there's a part where one of the big uh, Philistine mechs grabs the front of her mech and rips the front off, uh, so, so she's cool. exposed. And then you see two Philistines coming in, and then an EMP charge hits the back. <coughs> yeah i wanted wow. to just show that scene of
0: like her getting it ripped off because like, it's it's such a cool visual it has done so well
1: yeah and she's like just get uh, it over yeah, with
0: because yeah. she thinks she's gonna die yeah it's just in these scenes here it's like it is so well like rips the front
1: off she's exposed yeah, yeah just get it over with
0: and then he's hitting the back and taking down and you see this uh, we see what someday. is this in the distance <laughs> We see something in the distance which is so cool done like i completely forgot about this part like i've read this issue and i completely forgot this even happened
1: one thing that i didn't notice was did you notice um the person's arms hanging out of the mech oh really yeah Looked oh a... yeah see i see it yeah i thought that was a really cool design choice
0: it's really interesting Even this mech itself is a really interesting choice as well because, like, we see like compared to like the Seraphim armor Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the Philistine armor, like this person is tiny. Yeah, like compared to like that size or scale, and like. And then on this panel, you notice the slingshot in hand in the arm, hinting a future main character. And on the next page, we get a little look at. The armors, Jesse and Sons. Yep. And um, obviously hinting at if you know the biblical story, you know that it's um, David. And the slingshot, obviously being his weapon of choice, and then Jesse and Sons. Jesse was his father, so we're hinting at David coming along. Yeah. Which obviously, like I talked about the David and Goliath thing. It's like, is like obviously it's, it's one of the main stories as a pop culture story beyond just a biblical story at this point. Yeah but like apart from that footprint from Goliath there's been no mention or thought or hinting at any of this until the last few pages of chapter 3 where mm, you see the giant Philistine and then you see like uh, Michael trying to get the last of the armoured like weapons to go off with the minimal power it's got and has to open it like manually mm-hmm. to blast the last of the Philistines off the ship so it can take off um, so her handmaid takes off with all the people and she's kind of left Wondering who helped her as like that mech armor just walks off into the distance. So I think chapter four we're obviously going to start heading towards the story of David. Yes. Something I'd never thought of before as well that I found kind of interesting for this one. I'm interested to see how this plays out in chapter 4 Mm-hmm. Because in the biblical story, Samuel is appointed by God to go and anoint the new king. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sent to Jesse's household and they go through all the sons and the last one that comes in is David and are like, this is him Michael isn't a, pa- a factor in that uh-uh. Michael isn't even mentioned with David until the fact of, in the Bible David goes to fight Goliath because Saul basically says whatever man can defeat him will get Michael's son in marriage mm-hmm that that's it. That's the extent of the mention in there. But, but we're at the point of introducing David and possibly heading mm-hmm. into that part of the story. Yeah, but Michael's still in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. She's still there. They've interacted at this point, so I think it's gonna be a really cool thing to watch their relationship develop because yeah. it's gonna be more in a case of like, oh, you just won my hand by taking out the giant. It's like, no, you were the guy that saved my life. We're gonna start to see beginnings of a kind of connection here which yeah. i really appreciate because like that human connection or blind connection as a story goes <laughs> um is what invests you in the story yeah and like in investing in their marriage because he ends up you know spoilers for david and goliath like oh, you know, david wins
1: it's slightly old story i think we're past spoilers <laughs> for that one maybe four i think four thousand years is the threshold for spoilers folks. yeah i think i think we're just beyond that um
0: but like yeah, so like David obviously wins her hand and they end up getting married. But like, you don't see much of the marriage kind of played out mm-hmm. in any sort of way. Yeah. Um, except for like one part, where it doesn't actually really paint Michael and the group best a light. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, it's it's going to be interesting to see the early of that kind of play out and how they work with that yeah and, I, and it was something i'd never thought of before and i'm like oh yeah like even just that like this changes
1: the dynamics of a lot of stuff yeah i mean i like how they didn't make <laughs> My, just, Michael.
0: sorry you saying it's like how dare you spoil david and goliath i was planning on reading it in a week or so maybe <laughs> sorry yeah, I, I, like, I just i beat you to
1: it man i beat you to it <laughs> i like how they didn't make like they didn't make michael the damsel in distress like she could handle yes. herself yes she could handle herself and she was prepared to die for what she was doing do you know what I love though I love the fact of
0: kind of like actually going back to our point from earlier on when we were talking about the news talking about the Captain Marvel point and how there seems to be this thing in movies right now of all these like you know like untouchable perfect female without any personality uh-huh. Like Michael's actually, in fact, the opposite. Like she's not just made the damsel in distress. She's given like she's a complete badass fighter. She's able to go yeah. out in this mech. She's able to yeah. wreck the Philistines. Yeah, but she also like we're not afraid to show that she's not the best either. Yeah, like she's not trained. She's not a trained Seraphim Marine. She doesn't know how to work this armor perfectly. I mean, she's probably self-trained on how to fly that ship and how to work this armor. Yeah it's probably been hard in that freaking cave just like moving the thing and getting used to it and you know what I mean half the time she's asking like she's got like the little bracelet like robot mm-hmm. that she talks to like that's that's doing Zumi. half the stuff for her yeah Zumi yeah. Zumi's doing half the stuff for her yeah she's telling Zumi can you do this for me and I'm like which almost kind of hints at the fact that she doesn't know how to do this stuff herself yeah. yeah she doesn't know how to like play it out herself and that makes sense because she wouldn't yeah She's a princess that's basically locked up in the palace. And, like, at what point is she going to have trained with the marines? Yeah. That, like, are going out and facing this stuff. Like, at what point is she going to have trained in that armor in a way that's, like, she's not going to be able to go out into a battle and practice? Mm -hmm. And here she is, basically winging it. And, yeah. She's got the heart. She's got the fortitude. I mean, you see that, like, when she's staring down the Philistine when they rip the armor off or. The armor's basically out of power and she tells Zumi to fire the weapons. Well, she's literally using her feet to pry open yeah. the guns because like there is no power to open it. <clears throat> it's, it makes her a really interesting character to me. It makes her a really interesting... Like I'm invested in her and Jonathan and I'm invested in both their stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm invested in both of them as characters. Like None of them come off in an overwhelming... like oh, they're perfect, you know, they can do yeah. anything, it's like, because that's boring.
1: Yeah, and none of the characters come off like, uh, I don't believe that. Like, I don't believe that that character would do that. Or that character would do that.
0: You see, and everyone knows that combat training is the first thing that Princess is taught. Oh yeah, absolutely. It should be, but <laughs> yeah.
1: This is how you curtsy, and this is how you murder people.
0: Yeah. There we go. Pretty much, that's, that's the main lessons.
1: <laughs> In so, that order.
0: So, yeah, so... I was really taken aback getting to read this again. Yeah. Because it was my first time sitting down reading them all kind of together like this. Like when, when you know, we got the stuff sent to us, like, you know, Baron was gracious enough to send out the, like, the digital copies to us so we could talk to him about them and mm. um, before they became available and stuff. Um, and we got to read them, we got to go through them. But like, and I would quickly flick through the previous one and kind of like, okay, where are we up to? Like to sit down and invest in reading it like i did this week and kind of like okay i'm going to go through the story check it out i found myself way more invested doing it as a volume mm-hmm. that's just a personal thing for me as well like I, I much prefer picking up a trade paperback than i do like picking up an issue and then waiting a month for the next issue Agreed. i I prefer getting like the trading just going through i've always that's, been like i mean that.
1: that's pretty much all, all i exclusively read now are trades yeah um, so yeah, I'm with you.
0: Like I've I've always been invested in that, and I think that's just because like growing up where I was in Scotland, like you didn't always get the same comics coming to shops. Like they would get mm-hmm. them now and again. So, like, you'd pick up one, and it was like midway through a story, but there was no real way to get the previous issues yeah. in the story, mm-hmm. or like
1: yeah, that would be incredibly frustrating. Or like I
0: hope you enjoy that issue because you're probably not going to see the next one for a while. Yeah. Um, so I always preferred getting trades just because it was a whole story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I did prefer reading Dominion as a whole story, reading it all together like that. I I got way more invested in Jonathan and Michael, yeah, and their journeys and like and who they are and seeing the development through the three mm-hmm.
1: chapters. I enjoyed reading it the second time more than I did the first time. Like um, like you said, I think I think it was just having everything in one volume and just seeing that continuous story. I really like Michael as a character.
0: Oh yeah, um, she she made my favorite character in the book. Yeah. Like at the moment. Bar Samuel. Samuel's just a badass. He's amazing. And <laughs> <laughs> <it> appears <laughs> on like three pages, but he is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, Michael might be my favourite character, but Jonathan is a really likable character too. I really sympathize with him in his journey. Um but yeah, like I think it's is a really well told story. Like and what are your feelings then coming out of this? Like compared to like the first time reading it and now because when we first talked to dr bell like when we first talked about the first chapter it was almost hinted at like it was going to be a three chapter thing mm-hmm. like they're going to be extended volumes going to be three chapters and then we're going to look at other characters like we might look at david we might look at solomon and continue the journey um how do you feel now knowing that fall of the house of Saul for dominion is continuing um and where it is and where it's going
1: I like it. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with David because obviously, if you know the biblical story, you know that David he's a shepherd, right? Which I, I, how is that going to translate to you know Star Wars meets Narnia? I, I love I love the the thought of you know what's going to happen to him and you know him meeting Saul on the battlefield and. And fighting, um, and fighting Goliath, and just seeing how Michael interacts with David now that mm. they've, you know, officially kind of met, but not I'm really. I'm <laughs> really excited for that now. I'm really glad the Indiegogo drops
0: like next month now. Like, I'm I'm know, really excited to see that.
1: I'm also interested to see what happens with Jonathan and Saul's relationship because you know that's touched on in the Bible. Like, it's been a while since I read that, but you know, it's not the greatest of relationships, and I'm excited to see like how that, how that evolves. You know,
0: I'm interested to see like because. As we've talked about, like Doctor Bell's been amazing at kind of like giving characterization to characters that don't really have it in the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what happens when we get to like one of the main cruxes of the story, um, in the Bible. One of the main cruxes is obviously the fact of like David is anointed as the next king, and mm-hmm. um, when when he defeats Goliath, like he becomes a a, a praised hero because he did something that the the army could not do. He took out Goliath. Yeah. and becomes a main fixture in the home and it's like, and all these people start praising his name Jonathan becomes his best friend mm-hmm. as all this stuff starts to play out like I'm intrigued to see how Dr. Bill characterizes it in this world because mm-hmm. with all that character detail and attention to characters who we get nothing about in the biblical story like, like I said you get nothing about Michael at this point in the story like when you're talking about this stage of it yeah there's nothing about her. She's she's a non character. She's a name that you pass by. Yeah. And somehow she's one of my favorite characters in this book. Yeah, I love it. What is he going to do when it comes to one of the cruxes of David and Saul's stories coming together? Like how is that going to be portrayed? And I'm like that gets me excited for what's to come. Yeah. Agreed. Cuz I I think it's going to I think he's going to do an amazing job with
1: it. Yeah, I think you get us to care about a character that really almost didn't exist in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like she... would be, like, one of our favorite characters.
0: Yeah, like, she's properly, like, mentioned, like, two or three times, like, if, with any sort of depth to, like, yeah. doing something and not just, like, a passing thing. And one of those is yeah. basically... And one of those is literally a case of, like, that. whoever kills Goliath gets to marry her. Mm-hmm. It's
1: she's like, she's a prize.
0: Yeah, it's like... And actually making her a person... It's like it's yeah. so well done. I love it. Agree. Yeah, agreed. So I'm really excited to see where the series goes, and this also excites me for stuff like, um, excuse me, like Border Wars, mm-hmm. because obviously Border Wars is coming out soon, and it's like that's going to take any other biblical stories. Looking at stuff like the Judges, who I, the stories in Judges are freaking amazing at the best of times. Like you get some mm-hmm. of the most amazing characters that you can ever hear. Like, and translating that into the world of dominion i'm like okay that's going to be exciting to see what he does with that yeah i agree um but 100 i absolutely adore this book and then also as what we talked about you can buy the three separate chapters but now with the
1: volume out like
0: i i highly recommend it because there's a lot of extras at the back as well
1: yeah, there's a study guide to it. Um, if you're interested in that, they also show some of how how they made the comics, some some character studies. Yeah. Uh, King, sure King Saul, Queen A Ahinoam. A- 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 okay, him. that wasn't even close to the name that I'm first sorry, time. I tried. I know. But like, I just tried. looking
0: at some of the behind the scene pictures, some of the sketches, some of the characters. Like, I mean, he's done an amazing job on these characters. Like, they are yeah.
1: stunning. And one of my favorite things that <clears throat> comics do um they kind of do it as well uh in the back they have they have a a breakdown of of the script to the to the thumbnails to the pencils to the inks which is so cool because like i love that i I, love that because i love
0: reading comic strips and seeing how like stuff is described and then seeing how the artist puts it on there yeah um obviously it's a little bit different with this one because obviously we've got like, Dr. Bell, like, wrote the story to it and did the initial, like, pencils and stuff to it. Mm -hmm. But just to see, like, the development of it, like, how he's, like, writes the script and plans out the page and, like, how the anchor takes over and does stuff and, like, there's so many cool, like, little behind-the-scenes stuff in here that you don't get buying them separately. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things I love getting trades as well because they both chuck stuff in that there. Like, if you get trades in general, like you can get strips and covers and sketches sometimes if you're lucky it's like it's really cool to see and it just helps I love it because Dr. Bell really wants to keep you involved in the process
1: Mm -hmm. which I appreciate because for those (coughs) who don't know Dr. Baron Bell is a professor at Liberty University for uh, the creation of comics I forgot what the actual class is Dr. Baron Bell so if you are in chat um please yeah like, i forgot the name to that shout class, but like, but he is an educator at heart and he's been on our stream a handful of times super awesome dude and uh he just loves to teach that's that's his heart so it's really mm-hmm. cool seeing that you know play out in the comic in the back of the comic too absolutely like is
0: he wants to show how it's done which is an amazing thing because so often people want to protect their stuff they want to mm-hmm keep it like this is their method, this is their style and it's like but he's so open to just here's everything. Yeah. Here's everything that you know, of what I'm doing. And if you follow him on social media you'll see him post stuff and see him put stuff down and mm-hmm. advertise stuff and release little looks at the comics and stuff and show you like this is the process to it. This is him comic book go. publication. There you go. Um, but like he'll show you stuff like that, here's how the designs for this went, or here's how this page looks, or here's a couple of panels to check out for the upcoming issue and get a look at it. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's, it's really cool because he's really good at getting you hype for what's to come.
1: Yeah. And yeah,
0: yeah. it's like I just I love the stuff that's coming out with Terminus Media. Like they're an amazing company doing some awesome stuff. Uh, not just with dominion but some of their other projects like um at the back of it as well it advertises like samson rise another amazing book that's coming out with them and they're just doing some awesome stuff now. know agreed so, yeah
1: I put, their, I put their website out um in chat so if you wanted to check that out check out, out a lot of the other stuff they've been working on or have coming down the pipe so
0: yeah so we we highly recommend it we definitely recommend dominion like we I fell in love with the concept, like the first time I seen it, like freaking what two years ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. when like it was dropped online, and then the first chapter reading it, like it's. Yeah, I'm out, it, guys. I reach out to you this week. Absolutely, thank you so much for being here and supporting us, brown. Thanks, for Appreciate, Appreciate it. Thank you for popping in. Have an amazing week, sir. Have a great Sunday. Um but yeah like we love the stuff that they're doing like I completely got into this comic and I thought it was such a cool idea and concept the art alone made me want to pick it up yeah and just because it's so cool and like and just reading the story just made me want to invest yeah made me want to get into it agreed
1: like I said I I really I I liked it the first time I read it but I really enjoyed it the second time just reading all three all three uh, issues at once absolutely
0: It's, it's well worth picking up in the volumes and uh, and look out for Dr. Bell coming back on the show as the Indiegogo comes out in July and we'll definitely have a Monty talk through chapter 4 and definitely talking a little bit about that when that drops absolutely but yeah I think that's kind of most of the stuff on this uh, not quite as in depth a uh, look at yeah. it this time but we a lot of the other stuff we would usually cover we've kind of done so please check out our YouTube or, or, or um, wherever you get podcasts from we're on there there are tons of stuff with interviews with Dr. Bell and talking about Dominion, where there's a lot more information on it if you want that. yeah, um, Highly recommend checking those out. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it for the Indie Comic Book Club this week.
1: Really appreciate everybody popping in chat, man. Yeah. It's, it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, I've had a bunch of people in here. Thank you so much for the raise, for the people coming by. It's been so much fun today, man.
1: I'm going to post our socials and our Discord <clears> and chat. Uh, if anybody wants to come shoot us a follow, hang out with us outside of streams. Yeah, please come and keep the conversation.
0: Active. Like, yeah, we, we're in the Discord all week. I'm posting stuff as much as I can on social media. So, by all means, please come and chat and hang out with us. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it and love you and um, spend some time. I'm mm-hmm. going to head over to Twitch and just have a look and see who's on. We're going to go drop a raid on someone. Share the love with them. And um, while I'm doing that as well, though, just uh, what we've got coming up this week, because uh, we are on throughout the week as well. Uh, coming up tomorrow night at 8.30 my lovely wife Jade will be back continuing her playthrough of the Nancy Drew uh, Curse of Blackmore Manor I think she's basically at the end of it Mm -hmm. I think she's on the last puzzle was trying to work it out and um, if she gets that it's pretty much going to be the end of that one Um, and if it ends up being the case I believe she's going to start a next one she got the next game that she's going to play I don't remember the name of that one from Nancy Drew it's going to be another Nancy Drew game um, but please go and um, check it out, hang out with her. Um, she's been having a lot of fun solving mysteries with all of you and getting you all involved, so thank you for everyone that's shown up to those. Tuesday night, I will be back at 8 30 and um, finishing off the DLC for Batman Arkham Knight. We've still got the Robin and Catwoman stuff to do, so we will be doing that. And um, following that, um, if we get through that quick enough, I may even start my next game. If not, that'll be for the following week where I'll be getting into some. Horizon Zero Dawn uh, first time playing through it first time getting into awesome. that series very excited for it thank you so much to Epic Games for having a sale during the summer where I could pick it up for next to nothing that was a lot of fun to pick up um, and then of course Mr Nitro will be back on
1: Thursday night I uh, will definitely be back working on uh, some commission work from our 12 hour stream commission pieces um, still working on the one with poor Chunk our good friend Chunk the Hut um, hopefully we'll be able to wrap most of it this Thursday but we'll see we'll see what happens yeah it'd be cool to get
0: see that kind of getting wrapped up I hope you get to that point of it if not though I mean you've been getting a lot of people coming in hanging out and chatting and stuff like yeah, that yeah man with it. so, it's been awesome and so yeah absolutely man and, it's like, and the piece is looking great I just posted a few Appreciate things it. in Discord so it's like it's, it's looking good man. Um, it, man I believe we're going to try and do some Sea of Thieves uh, this Friday, we did not get to do it last Friday because my children hate me having sleep apparently <laughs> um, so we are definitely going to go and try and get into some more Sea of Thieves and get into some more shenanigans there shenanigans
1: um, you know, shall scenes. we, maybe some shenanigans shenanigans
0: it says shenanigans shirt coming up um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then of course next Sunday we will not be here because next Sunday is Father's Day that's right. We get a day, folks. We get a day. So, as Nitro and I are both fathers, we will be spending that time with our family and hanging out with them, but we should be back the following Sunday with the next podcast. Um, I don't know what we're doing yet. I don't need to have a look at the schedule and see. We'll figure it out. Hey, ads! Popping out at the end. I've just seen you in chat. Like, No, you're sneaking. He's been so quiet, man. He's been sitting there. Skulking. Um, nope. But yeah, I think that's the most stuff there this week, and... Um, make sure you come hang out with us we would love to keep chatting with you I, I've got a sneeze coming and I can You're feel it edge in my nose, I hate that
1: there it is, there it is folks oh, 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 oh. there it is there we go Oh,
0: I hate that when you can feel it coming it's, like it's just kind of sitting there like, oh, always oh,
1: it the worst times too
0: um, but yeah, today's been a fun show and yeah man yeah, it's been a fun weekend man also we'll head over to our social medias and check it out by the way if you miss seeing us posting about it nitro and i took our lovely ladies to go and do a double date last night which was a lot of fun. a co-date if you will a co-date as he called it is like <laughs> it's
1: like what's it's I a couldn't co-date think of the name cause cause i was like, talking i was talking across the other day trying to figure out what the name was and i was like it's a co-date no no it's a double date that's the word it's a
0: like co-date um, but we did another one of these escape rooms at the same place uh, a Raven that we went to last time an absolute blast man I, yeah. I, I'm loving these escape rooms
1: that's our thing now that's our yeah. definite thing we did it
0: with 10 minutes to spare so we did it quicker than the last one yeah. I completely like excited the fact that we went in for an intermediate and she uh, bumped up the difficulty without us knowing yeah, but she so saw how much we were you, doing it and put it up to You end.
1: can do different different difficulties in each escape room, and she saw how quickly we were getting through the rooms, so she bumped the difficulty mid mid escape room, which was which was kind of cool.
0: That was really cool. Like thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so much fun. But yeah, we had a blast, and it's been a blast just hanging out and chatting today. We want to keep the conversation going with you guys. Uh, so we've got some cool stuff working on for future podcasts, and we will be doing more indie comic book clubs as the year goes on. We've got some exciting ones planned. I think. Uh, a couple of big ones I'm looking forward to. Um, and the plan for this year at the moment, though, is that we're going to probably be doing Undiscovered Country. Is one of the next ones we're going to be talking about um, by the end of the summer. We've got our Halloween book picked out for this year, Witches, from Scott Snyder, which is one of the freakiest horror comics I've read. And then we're looking to end the year with Possible looking at TMNT's Last Ronin. Um, and yeah, um, so, fun we've fun got fun some fun. amazing yeah. comics lined up for Indie Comic Book Club. If you want any recommendations, please reach out to us. We would love to help you find some great comics. And uh, that's kind of what we do. But thank you so much. We are actually going to go over and raid Mallet. If you still check he is still on, yep. One well, of our community is streaming right now. And um, so, let's go and show him some love. and um, from the whole comic clan and remember it is a good week to be a geek and we will see you all later this week everyone take Adios. care have a good one guys
1: zero fear